The Fitness Reborn podcast is a companion piece to Renaissance Fitness personal training. This podcast is to serve as educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not in any way constitute as medical advice. If you have a medical concern, please seek out your provider. Hello and welcome. This is the latest episode of the Fitness Reborn podcast. My name is Sean from Renaissance Fitness Personal Training, where we put movement ahead of workouts. And my guest today is uh, Dr. Jeff Fisher. Dr. Fisher is a uh, well, a doctor of chiropractic out of Irvine, California. He's also a professor of health sciences at uh, Southern California University. I'm really excited to have him on. I suspect he's got all kinds of really cool things he's going to talk to me about and you know, through me to you as well. And uh, Dr. Fisher, thanks for coming on. I appreciate the opportunity. Nice yeah. to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, too. And I appreciate you know you taking time out of your Sunday to do this with me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So well, let's just get right into it. So when I, whenever I have someone on, because I know things about them, I know because I've done research, but uh, the people listening probably know, maybe don't know you at all. So I like to give context and backstory to what brought us to this conversation. So um, I'll just kind of give us the lowdown. What got us here today? Well, I, I've been you know, practicing for 32 years, almost as long as you've been alive. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I got into chiropractic because my godfather, um, he practiced for over 40 years. And uh, I, I was, I mean, you could kind of say I was born into chiropractic. I, I had uh, really bad migraines um, as a child. And my dad used to sneak me over to see my uncle Dennis to get adjustments because my mom was terrified of me getting adjusted back back in those days, and uh, it, it, it literally changed my life. I, I I I remember having headaches, but then I just really don't ever remember having headaches again. And before I even graduated from high school, I knew I was going to be a chiropractor. So I had that you know fortunate experience where it kind of accelerated my whole process of deciding what I wanted to be when I grew up, <laughs> which was a chiropractor. So I was able to get through school really quick and I was out and licensed at the age of 24. So um, I just turned 56. So I've been out there for a while and uh, had some amazing experiences. I, I love what I do. And a couple of years ago, um, I actually, I had invented a home traction device um, for myself originally about 20 years ago. Is you may not be able to see it, but I've got a scar here. I've got a scar back here. I've got a scar here. I uh, I've had three surgeries on my neck because I was a horribly slow football player. I, I was a slow moving target on the football field, and uh, I had some pretty significant damage to my neck. And I was at a point where, you know, chiropractic treatments by itself didn't, wasn't able to help and, and, and physical therapy wasn't able to help. I, I had uh, some epidurals, I had some nerve blocks and nothing helped. So I had to rig up something at my house uh, that could help alleviate my pain and my numbness and tingling that I was feeling down my, my left arm. And like the saying goes, the mother or father of invention is necessity. 
And uh, I created my, my Fisher Traction, which has evolved over the years because I implemented it in my practice. And um, I, I, I literally experimented on my patients with various prototypes and devices that um, I'd come up with until we evolved into what I have now today, which is our Fisher Traction. And I had an opportunity to, to go back and teach at school uh, where I graduated from, Southern California University of Health Sciences. And it's just been an amazing journey over the last few years where I've kind of married my invention and my treatment protocols with the newest and latest uh, research information and data that we have at school um, that we're teaching the students. I'm relearning it, you know, because I've been out for a million years. So it, it's just been like the perfect storm where I just have all this great information um, that I can help my patients, um, our customers that purchase my Fisher Traction, and the students um, where I'm, 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 I'm pushing real world advice and experience that I have into all of the latest, you know, research data that we're getting at school and just kind of giving our students and my patients just a broader scope and understanding of how we can help our patients, how our patients can improve. And, um, you know, I really enjoy getting opportunities like this where I can discuss this information with people like you and all of your followers because there's such great information out there that, that you know, when people get at their dire moments when they're suffering from, you know, incredible pain and, and, and maybe disability, there's hope. There, there's truly hope for them. Um, so I want to be able to share that with as many people as I possibly can. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So... <clears throat> I'm curious, so what kind of intuitively led you to develop these devices that kind of helped you along here too? Because, you know, you know, obviously you're trained, so you have obviously some base level knowledge about or suspicion of what, what might be going on, probably more so than the average person, I imagine, because of your background and your training. Um, but then at some point there had to be some connecting of the dots that said, or some, you know, in the, in the maybe subconsciously in the back of your head say maybe if I did this with this maybe this would help and you know of course it takes tweaking it takes adjusting mm -hmm. it takes mm -hmm. you know re redesigning you know until you get it just right and that's how kind of the inventive process really goes but as yeah. at some level I mean you had to have some kind of I imagine you have to have some kind of spark that said you know what just maybe. Let's see how this works. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It was it was kind of a light bulb moment mm -hmm. that I had. I uh, in my practice, um, like many chiropractors and physical therapists, and some orthopedic clinics, um, even back in the day, hospitals used to have these large traction tables and large traction devices that you could put patients in that were suffering from some type of nerve compression. Uh, disc compression in the spine. And of course, I had one. 
And I was on that during my first ruptured disc that I had. I was on that in my office as much as I possibly could, not taking time away from my patients, of course. And I couldn't bring it home with me because the thing weighs like 350 pounds. <laughs> I couldn't put it in the back of my car. So I would come home at night thinking, God, what can I do? How can I do this? And I had a light bulb moment where I, I went into our garage and I pulled out those old school bungees with the metal hooks at the end that we right. used to hold, hold our coolers down the back of our pickups, you know, right. and, and I brought them out and I hooked them up on the railing of, of our stairs upstairs. And, and um, I took a towel and I wrapped a towel around my head because I was thinking about some of the manual traction techniques that we use inside of our clinic where we have you know, certain apparatus and towels too, where, where it wraps around your head and it can pull in a vertical sense where it stretches the spine and lifts it and takes the pressure off the nerves. And I thought, God, how can I do that at home? Because I, I don't have any pulling mechanism or device. And I use the bungees and it worked. As a matter of fact, funny story, I set it up upstairs, I laid in it, and I literally, I wasn't able to sleep for, gosh, about a week and a half. I, I was miserable. I was in agony every day. And I fell asleep. I was, <laughs> I, I was snoring. And my wife, my wife saw me at first. She's like, oh, my God, is he alive? And, and I snored. She's like, okay, he's alive. She just she laid a blanket over me. <laughs> I slept in our upstairs hall next to our stairs for like four hours. And I, I woke up, my head was completely numb because <laughs> uh, yeah, of my head. But <laughs> I, I got up and I went, oh my God, you know, honey, how long was I out for? She's like, oh my God, you're out for like four hours. I'm like, you know, I have something here. So from that, I, 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 I actually started to develop, uh, uh, these braces that I would put on the walls inside my clinic above our physical therapy tables and I would tweak them and I started experimenting on my patients. My patients were like, wow, I like this better than the big table. It's so much more comfortable. And the, the great thing is, which, which you know, I, I didn't even realize what I was stumbling onto at that moment in time, but <clears throat> when you have the latex or rubber bands or bungees they have very very similar properties to our muscles in that that elasticity when it's pulling it doesn't have the tendency to fight with our muscles like some of the big mechanical tables do where they're just you know nylon cords or cables or metal cables that don't allow the play of muscles contracting and relaxing where the elastic or latex tubing does. So when your muscles contract and fight, the bungees give. And when your muscles relax, the bungees take and they stretch more. So they just don't fight with your body and its physiological reactions like, you know, the, the, the mechanical tables do. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, to, so to kind of fast forward, I tinkered with that for, for, for many years, and I had some uh, product engineers look at 
my device and my prototypes and they're like, you know what? I can't even help you with it. This is as, as simple as it can get and it totally works. You hit it. I'm like, fantastic. So we just kind of made it look cooler and cooler. And uh, we, we kind of, I worked at the ergonomics of our, of our head strap. So it fits the head really well and it can pull up under the occiput. And then I just started adding more and more research data to the design of it, where we found that a 30 degree angle, which just so happens to be a doorknob, a residential doorknob is at 36 inches typically in your home. So 40 inches in, in a commercial building, at least in California by our construction uh, 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 parameters. But that, you know, three, three feet, 36 inches off the ground and angling down at the length necessary to clear the door. So if somebody opens the door, it's not going to hit you in the head. <clears throat> it created a 30 degree angle, which is the most optimal angle for traction of the neck to help maintain your natural curve. Um, so it's, it's pretty incredible. I, mean, I, I, I didn't even realize, you know, at the time, but as I'm gaining more and more research data, we're finding out even more incredible correlations to clinically and therapeutically how valuable it is. Um, just recently, about two years ago, I took a, an incredible uh, uh, continuing education course on our intervertebral discs the anatomy and physiology of the disc. And in that lecture, uh, the, the doctor that was talking about it, he brought up an amazing thing that the outer fibers of our disc, we have these collagen plates that wrap around and they weave together. It just so happens that those collagen plates, they're at 30 degrees angle on each other. So the pull force of my traction unit matches the anatomy of the disc, which gives even greater therapeutic value. So, um, you know, I'm just so fortunate that I'm able to, you know, gain all that. And I love knowledge. I love learning. Um, I actually, I'm probably one of the very few that I love to do the continuing education courses that we're required to do for renewing our licenses because I'm learning so much you know, new, new things or old things that I've had forgotten. Um, so, uh, uh, it's, it's exciting to me, to me as a, as a geek at heart, it's, it's super exciting. <laughs> so all these, so all these different things just kind of, uh, they just kind of added up just by, by almost by happenstance. You know, you saw, you saw these bungees in your garage, you saw a doorknob at the top of your stairs, you put things together in the best way you thought made sense. And then it so happens that all your methods got verified later on yeah. as making complete physiological sense. Yeah, yeah, huh. incredible. You know, that is it, it, it really is. I mean, I, I, I you know, there, there, I guess there's a fine line between luck and hard work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I just happened to hit them both at the same time. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's some. I guess in some, uh, it, in some ways, it does make sense because. Um, if you had done this and it felt completely horribly wrong, you would have known that. Yeah. And the fact, yeah. and the fact, and the fact that you, you, you felt it felt appropriate enough that you fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> into a deep sleep for four hours. 
Yeah, I think that probably was a good indicator that you were on the right path. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so I, I had other prototypes. Um, I had one that that was closer to the door. That that basically, if I if I go to the side, it mm -hmm. basically you know lifted my head straight up. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Okay, straight up, which which is actually very detrimental to the human neck over time. Because I'm not sure if you heard the new coined phrase "tech neck" um, or "computer yeah, I neck." Have, I have, I have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you've probably heard of upper cross syndrome. Up, upper cross syndrome has been around for many, many years, but it's it, now it's evolved because of computers and cell phones. That that when you lose the the natural curve in your neck, mm. then there is greater and greater pressure placed upon your intervertebral discs, which accelerates the, de the degenerative processes because your discs lose their natural pressure and defense system against gravity. So I did have that device that I originally tried and it hurt. It, it hurt. It didn't, it didn't work. So, you know, I kind of use my own innate intuitiveness and feel and i try to use my clinical understanding and sense and uh you know it didn't take very long because i was in so much pain so i had a huge motivator to get things going as fast as possible yeah. and, and tweak and tweak and tweak until i came up with that you know that angle which is you know a, a big component to my fissure traction now so oh, that's cool yeah no. I mean, I have had similar circumstances where I've had like bolts of inspiration while I'm working with people. Like some, you know, I, I get, and this kind of comes along, goes along with what people say is like inspiration comes from work when you're actually yeah. in the moment yeah. of doing something. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. something I didn't really, when I was sitting down planning things, I didn't really think about doing, but here I am in the moment, I'm working with somebody, I see something of the corner that, you know, intrigues me and i get an idea going and say let's just see how this works yeah lots a lot of times it ends up working just fine you know it was just like it was kind of like a moment i didn't anticipate doing this i didn't plan on doing this but let's do it and let's see how well it works and a lot of times yeah. i get positive responses from that so there is something to be said for a gut feeling and just running with it a hundred percent hundred percent you gotta you know I, I tell patients all this time especially my my female patients because honestly women are just so much smarter than us men <laughs> for, for, for many reasons. But but they have such an incredible intuitiveness and, and their instincts are, 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 are more times than not, they're very, very accurate. And I always tell them, trust your instincts, trust your instincts. So you never know, Sean, hopefully you come up with a great idea. You gotta run with it. I'm telling you, you gotta run with it because who knows, you could create something that's amazing that can help a lot of people. You know, I encourage everyone to do that. When you have an aha moment, you know, go with it because you might have something that, that has never existed before that can help a lot of people. Exactly right, exactly right. Uh, so one thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, so we hear a lot about those of us who work in the physical spaces, we hear a lot about, you know, your spine, the, the integrity of your spine, mm -hmm. spinal care, and 
you know, you've even, I'm sure you've heard even like, you know, if you have a healthy spine is a healthy life. Um, because it just, it just, it just, uh, bleeds across so many different areas of your life. And anyone who's ever had like low back pain or has had a broken back or something like that and has felt numbness because the, the, uh, disconnect between the brain and the rest of the body because the central nervous system has been impacted. Yeah. Test will testify to that. Um, so, what is your uh, philosophy about spinal care? I mean, I kind of have hints of it already, just from what we've said already. But um, so, what is it to you? Well, you know, I, I, I've used this saying, and I, I don't think I created it, but motion is life, and life is motion. Um, and, it, and it's not there's not a truer statement in that. You know, at one point in time, we were running away from dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And if we if we couldn't escape a dinosaur, guess what? We weren't going to be living very long. So motion is so critically important. Uh, uh, motion can open the doors to so many incredible experiences in our lives. We can enjoy our family and friends. We you know, can exercise. We can climb mountains. We can ski. We can enjoy life to its fullest. And, you know, as a chiropractor, of course, I have kind of a, a, a specific, you know, understanding of that. And, and as chiropractors, you know, we believe and we know that the spine has just huge powers. But, you know, as, just as a, as, as a patient myself, I know how debilitating uh, uh, spinal pain can be because I've lived through it, unfortunately, myself. And, and when your spine is limited... Obviously, everything off of that is limited. Um, you know, our spine is such a critical component to our health uh, uh, from a structural standpoint, our posture, um, how we can exercise, how we can do work and things like that. Um, but neurologically, um, it's, it's, it's so hugely important. And, and, I, and I know for myself, because I, you know, one, I, I played football for, for many years, and then I was... Um, you know, fortunate enough that I was able to coach both of my sons at football and baseball um, for many, many years. And for me, thank God, you know, I had my chiropractic background and I was getting adjusted and I was handling these problems and I was doing physical therapy and I was working out with a, with an incredible trainer, uh, a buddy of mine, Karif Bird, who, who's local. Um, and, and I, I was keeping myself in shape, and 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 you know I, I was trying to practice what I preach, and for me it helped me so much because the grind of coaching and throwing footballs and throwing baseballs for batting practice, you know, every day uh, uh, for 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 weeks and months on end, you know, I was able to do all that. And I could relate it to my patient's real world experience. Like, hey, look, you know, I understand what you're going through. And because and, and, I'm doing the same things. And, and, and of course, you know, for me in my private practice, you know, my patients have, have grown up with me. You know, I, 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 mm-hmm. I work in Irvine where I grew up. And, you know, it's my community. They're my people. And, and I know I knew a lot of the dads because we went to high school together, went to college together. And we were, you know, going through our lives at the same time. And so I could relate it to them and, and, and how critical motion was that, that, 
you know, one, we didn't want to be that old guy who looks like a grandfather out there trying to do things with their young kids. <clears throat> you know, we want to be top physical condition we possibly can. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I know it in my mind, but I know it in my heart how important motion is and that we all have to do something every day of our lives to maintain that motion, um, which you understand because mm -hmm. you're, you're working with your clients too. It, it's so, so important. And what we do has incredible value for your quality of life. You know, you may live longer, but it's going to be your quality of life. That, that, that you won't lose if you're able to put certain things in and you have the discipline to maintain them. So that's you know, kind of our goal. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I agree completely. So, you know, we get caught up in talking about things like lifespan and stuff like that. We all know the, the average mm -hmm. lifespan has increased and keeps increasing, but what yeah, is that really, yeah. what is that really worth if you're in constant agony or your, your right. of life is so shot that you're in yeah. hospitals all the time. And I work in a hospital too, so I see this all the time. I see the same people back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, I, I can't think of a greater motivator than that, than to think that, yeah, you better keep, keep yourself going, keep yourself in the, in the best shape you can possibly go. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, there, was a, there, there was a chiropractor um, that he's, he's retired now. He was probably about 20 years older than myself and one of my buddies who worked at his office and he coined a phrase that uh if i remember this correctly it was i'm going to give years to your life and life to your years you oh, know? i love that yeah, yeah. Isn't that a great saying it's really yeah. a great saying and you know I, I always took that to heart and uh and 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 then once I started actually living it, because I was mm -hmm. losing the quality of life at a certain point, I'm like, God, this just isn't this isn't good. I don't I don't want this. And you know, we see that with our with our patients. Uh, uh, you know, so I think that really hits home to most people. Because you know, especially I'm, I'm here I'm here in California. And aren't you in you're in Iowa, aren't you? Um, Central Iowa. Yeah. Iowa. Is that is that near? Uh, uh, are you near Iowa State? Or are you? I, it is the home of Iowa State. It is right so here the, in town. The Cyclones. Cyclones. My exactly. my my new favorite quarterback, Brock Purdy. Oh yeah, Raiders. right. Yeah, he's uh, he's just tearing it up everywhere. Oh my God, we love that kid. And, yeah, you know, he's, I, this is kind of off the subject, but <laughs> we have Mister Irrelevant here in Newport Beach, California, where I live. Yeah. Every year we have the Mister Irrelevant. Uh, a ceremony, and he was Mister Irrelevant. <laughs> wow, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is that is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brock Purdy, he, he's reached almost mythical standards now. Yeah. Just by in the short term, he's been in the pros now. I mean, he was yeah. a big. He was a big deal when he was here. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, he, now he's huge. He's but, huge, um, baby. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, people are making people are saying, "Oh, he's the new Tom Brady." That kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So, exactly. Oh God, I yeah. hope. I hope yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a 49er fan, so I'm I'm praying <laughs> he's going to well, take us to the promised land. <laughs> well, you know, back in the day when I was young, I was a 49er fan myself too. That was yeah. when I had that was when you guys had Jerry Rice and all that. Yeah. It, was, it was it was uh it was hard not to not to be a fan of that team. Yeah, but, uh, good old but, days, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. um, 
But uh, so I was I was going through one of your I was going through your blogs too when I was on your uh, yeah, no. side too. Mm-hmm. So very interesting stuff on there. One thing I did that caught my mind was that you know when, when you start talking about you know what's good for your back and what's not good for your back and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, now months ago I interviewed a gentleman who uh, he had a philosophy. He was a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. a yoga specialist. He had a mm-hmm. philosophy uh, of having people. He said, well, okay, this is his book, Stop Stretching. Like, he was, he was, um, his philosophy was that the stretching that people do, the overstretching people do, it deadens the body instead mm-hmm. of actually um, promoting, you know, greater health and greater vitality by mm-hmm. uh, keeping the neuromuscular uh, functions going. So he had a big thing about not stretching, or at least not stretching very much, not to the extent that people would do, like, in these hardcore poses where they're, Mm-hmm. position for like four or five minutes at a time it's like no, right. no that's, that's not really good here you, mm-hmm. you know you should the stretching should be clearing the drainage it shouldn't be cooling it that kind of stuff um, right so i saw similar things like that in one post of yours in your blog um not identical but similar to that and i was like so you seem to be of the of the same kind of a bird of a feather same feather where you say we're stretching at least in too many ways that you see in yoga, like the windmills and stuff like that, and can be more detrimental than helpful. Like, yeah, there, there, there is a, there was actually an incredible amount of science behind that. Uh, when you relate it specifically to our intervertebral discs, the discs, if, if, you, if you think of a disc like a sponge, okay, um, our intervertebral discs do, do not have direct blood supply. So they live and thrive off of what's called hydrostatic pressure. So in the center of our disc, there is a gooey, soft, it's been described almost like a phlegm-like consistency. Or if you think of it like baby diapers, okay? Inside of a baby diaper, you have that gelatin that is able to absorb water at, I don't know what the magnitude of how much water it can retain versus the actual weight of itself. But in the human spine, in our nucleus, we have a, a matrix, which is just like a sponge. And there's a, these proteoglycan uh, protein matrix that's inside the center of our disc that can absorb up to 500 times its weight in water. And how it works is by a pumping, uh, it's called imbibition. It's a pumping uh, 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 series or sequence where when you load the spine and you compress it down um, during the day, it stretches the, the, the outer matrix, which is collagen fibers. And when you go to sleep at night, you rest and it relaxes. And, and going through that sequence of compression and relaxation is critical for the long-term health of discs. So if you were only doing one without the other, then that symbiotic relationship, it's not working properly. So you can, you can stretch too much in creating hypermobility and over lengthening of tissues where then they can't support 
and they can't have the strength to maintain that hydrostatic pressure inside the center of the disc, and then that disc will degenerate faster, and you'll lose water content. So, so you know, from the very center core of our spine, and if you think of it going outwards towards the length of the muscles, it applies. And that's why, you know, stretching is important, but contracting the muscles and shortening them is equally important. So you have to do both to have that symbiotic, you know, relationship of the function, the physiological function of the spine. So there is a lot of science behind that, and there's a lot of truth to that. So he, he's right. He's totally right. Yeah, I just thought, I thought that was interesting. I mean, this is why I spoke to this man, because one, that's very goes against a lot of what you hear in the physical sciences about stretching. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and now I hear, having spoken to you and seeing your blog, is that he's really on to something here. I discount him at all. I just I was intrigued by that. Mm -hmm. And so... So it seems like it, it's more of a proponent of what you would call what is now called dynamic stretching as opposed to the static stretch. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, and that kind of keeps going back and forth. I mean, dynamic stretching, you know, it got big once, and then someone said, "Oh, this is really dangerous. This is going to hurt somebody," and then it dies off, and right. somebody somebody gets back into the more passive stretching, and then you know, around and around we go. Yeah, um, but. It does make it does make a whole lot of sense now. Now that you uh, you phrased it in the way you did, it seems like because if you only stretch so much, if you stretch too much, then you're almost getting too much of the thing that you are going for, and that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you well because you, the you want more mobility by stretching, but then if you get too much of it, then uh, your spine ends up being built on a house of sand, so to speak. Hundred percent, so true. You know, and, and you just made me think of, of a couple of things. Uh, you know, I, I coached for, oh gosh, at least 10 years um, of football and base, baseball at, at the youth level. And we were required to go through annual training seminars um, as head coaches. And at a certain point, and I can't remember when it was, things changed and we evolved in how we were warming up our kids where back in the olden days when i played <clears throat> it was it was after they had leather helmets but wasn't too far off but uh, <laughs> but uh back in the day you know we would spend you know 15 to 20 minutes stretching before practice but then at a certain point when i was coaching we got into dynamic warm-ups where the kids would, you know, do karaoke's backpedal, sprint, um, push-ups, sit-ups. Um, we did a lot of, you know, and, and our neck exercises with resistance, not just stretching, but we did it with resistance. So there was science coming back, you know, probably from, you know, the professional levels, the collegiate levels, um, from trainers and doctors that, hey, look, this actually we need to emphasize this more than just the static stretching by itself. And, um, you know, one, it was great because it helped speed up the process of warming up your teams before practices and games. <clears throat> but the kids, I, I, I really feel like they were able to perform better, quicker than the stretch where they were just more relaxed and loose. Um, so there was a lot of, 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 of 
you know, on the field, you could see it immediately results from that, which was really, you know, which was really important. But at the same time, you just made me think of, you know, I have patients that come in my office and they're always trying to adjust themselves, adjust their necks or they're twisting and adjusting their backs. And I've, we've always known from a chiropractic standpoint, that is not good at all because if you're self-adjusting multiple times a day, every day during the week, month, and year, you're creating instability in your spine because you're creating lax, you know, laxed uh, 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 ligaments. So then the ligaments can't do what they're designed to do to protect and hold, you know, bones into place so they won't hit the nerves. So there's just so much, you know, actual real life science behind that that we've I've seen as a practitioner. I've seen you know coaching that now it's 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 what's on the field, you know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 and, it, and it's true and it works. You know, when you eliminate that overstretching, so it's really important. Balance. So- it's all about balance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think it's the key word there. It's balance. It's about balance. Yeah. Um, now, as a chiropractor, obviously, uh, when you see people, a lot of times you're seeing them for acute reasons. Like they're in some kind of pain um, and kind of similar to yourself. You had problems with your neck. You were in pain. You couldn't mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. And so you needed help and you ended up helping yeah. yourself and therefore yeah. helping a lot of other people as a consequence. So... Pain relief, that's a big thing that comes with our industries, mine and yours. Um, but there's so much di- division about what is what is pain relief and what it's really supposed to be about. And, you know, I, I think as, as a chiropractor, you probably have a certain, um, a certain way of looking at pain and how to really address pain. Um, and I just kind of wanted your input on that. Yeah, so, you know, the statistics show that 70% to 80% of the population at some point in their life will suffer from neck pain and will suffer from low back pain, okay, which is, you know, it's a product of gravity, you know, for, for the most part. So we see, you know, patients that will <clears throat> come in and, and their pain has gotten to a point where they just can't handle anymore and they need help. In my practice, I, I've kind of have evolved in, in taking in initially patients with pain. I was in a research study uh, over 20 years ago at UCI, which is one of our local universities here. I was in a low back study and I received training uh, that was a little bit different from what I learned in school. And I was trained as an orthodontist, believe it or not. They took the principles of orthodontistry and they applied it to the spine where they found out that the, you know, the outer fibers of our disc, those collagen fibers, that connective tissue, had similar properties and function as our gums, holding our teeth into place, okay? So what we went through is, is a corrective phase. So the corrective phase, like with braces, is trying to pull the teeth back into their proper alignment. So like in my office, which there's not a whole lot of chiropractors that that do this in in Orange County, but I take x-rays on all my patients. 
I don't rely just on their symptoms in their treatment. I rely on the actual structure and function of their spine. So I'll look at their x-rays and let's say, you know, they have curve. Let's, let's do it like this. If, it, there's, if there's curve, I would never push into this direction, into the curve. I only push against it. So over time, I'm trying to get it back to its normal structure, the way God intended it to be, to be straight. So I, I try and explain to patients, hey, look, you know, you're probably going to feel better, you know, pretty quickly with the treatment we're going to give you, but we can't stop there. Just because your pain's gone, it doesn't mean that you're back to normal and, and life is great and you can just go on and do everything, you know, as you've been doing for years. You have to correct the source or the origin of your pain so it goes away forever. And what I implemented, you know, years ago was Pilates into my practice, the core strengthening and stabilization techniques that Pilates had. <clears throat> so how I relate this to my, my patients is, is I use this example. I'm like putting braces on your teeth or putting braces on your spine. I'm going to try and get it as straight as I can. But after I'm done doing what I do, You've got to do Pilates with that core strengthening, like the retainer, as you take your braces off, you wear the retainer to keep you stable and it won't come back again. So there's actually, you know, three phases of treatment that are really necessary to get people back to their maximum capacity. <clears throat> One is that acute phase to eliminate the pain, but then that subacute phase where you're correcting the spine and getting it back to normal. Then the last is the rehabilitative stage where you're strengthening and conditioning those muscles to maintain it and keep it just like braces on teeth. Um, you know, you're going through that tightening phase all the time. And then once they're correct and you take the braces off, you put the retainer on. So it's really critical. You can't, you can't not go through all three phases to get to your maximum capacity. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, you've been you've been doing this for a long time now. So, over thirty years, you've yeah. taught it. Um, you've developed devices. I mean, you've learned more than you know. I'll probably ever know. Mm -hmm. um, so, how, how have you seen this industry evolve over time, or has it evolved over time? Oh, it's it, it's it's amazing. It, it, it's so exciting. You know, when I when I first started practicing, you know, over thirty years ago. <clears throat> there was a lot of battles between chiropractors and medical doctors and physical therapists. You know, we're all <clears throat> fighting for the same piece of pie. But the great thing that I've seen and I've been a part of is, is the multidisciplinary clinics that had sprouted up. Um, many years ago, I, I became close friends with a medical doctor, Erwin Arlick. He was a great guy, uh, family practice doc. And we really had a great meeting of the minds. And, and he said, you know, Jeff, you know, we basically do the same thing. You know, you guys as chiropractors, you're trying to take the pressure <clears throat> off of nerves to eliminate people's pain. We do the same thing with our medicine. You know, we're trying to reduce the inflammation and swelling to eliminate pain. And I said, you know what, Erwin, that's, that's a, you know, that, that's a great <clears throat> way to look at it 
you know, we should kind of try to marry those things together. And we did. And, and we ended up finding a great physical therapist back then, <clears throat> brought him into our practice. <clears throat> so we, we joined forces together. It was all in my practice because I, I had a ton of patients. <clears throat> and um, from that, you know, that, that's like, you know, 20 years ago. And now I have, you know, basically the same framework of a practice. I have a, a, a medical chiropractic corporation here in California. <clears throat> and then we just changed our name to Corporate Park Wellness Center from Fisher Chiropractic to Corporate Park Wellness. And I have a great medical doctor. Uh, she's an internist. And I have an amazing physical therapist, Michelle Wolf. Um, and we have Pilates. We have massage. We have everything all in one spot. So it's almost like a like our own little HMO, but we're in a PPO insurance setting where people can come in, they can get all of our services. And honestly, the bottom line is our oath that we all took was what is the greatest good for the greatest number of patients? And if we in our minds are going to limit, you know, oh, you know, they should only see a chiropractor, they should only see a medical doctor, they should only see a physical therapist, who loses? <clears throat> the patient does. You know, and if, if we limit ourselves, we limit our patients. So, you know, we need to have it all together and, and, and everybody working for the same common good because um, the patients benefit. Exactly right. <clears throat> um, just these setup you just described here, I actually I know a few here in Iowa who have kind of a similar thing going on. Mm -hmm. Realize that there is richness in kind of working together alongside people who have the same goal, but are just coming at it from a different place, like mm -hmm. medical, mm -hmm. medical profession, the chiropractors, physical therapists, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just kind of thought, I kind of took it for granted for a while that that's just kind of how it was, but then I find out later on, no, actually, that's <laughs> not how it always was. There was kind of, yeah, lot, no. there was a lot of territorial disputes. Yeah. yeah. And, a, lot of um, egos, a lot of egos fighting each other. <laughs> right. And I've had this conversation before because this has been brought up before with people I've spoken to on this podcast is that, you know, it's just a really a lot of people putting themselves in silos and mm. and it's just like, well, we're better than this guy and this guy, this practice doesn't make any sense. And yeah. uh, I, I'll tell you from my own perspective, though, I've had for a while, for a long time, until fairly recently, I had kind of a built in bias against chiropractors. I didn't really think it was something that was ever really worth going into or worth seeing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, just kind of like the, I think the uh, pop culture stigma attached to a lot of them, just the cracking and smacking that you, yeah. <laughs> that you kind of, you're kind of um, associated with. But yeah. I have now, I have now known a couple of chiropractors, and I've, some of them have given me adjustments just. You know, I wasn't in pain just for the sheer heck of it. Yeah. And um, uh, was one guy just looking in the morning, um, Caleb Wilson. If mm -hmm. anyone's listening, is in Iowa. Check him out, Caleb mm -hmm. Wilson. He's in mm -hmm. Williams, Iowa. Just give him a call back. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, did something like, to my upper thoracic area. Like he was working on my neck area, and he popped it, and it was like uh, an audible. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. It didn't hurt. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. man. It was yeah. kind of scary, actually, to hear yeah. the neck yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I think as much as we, as if we destigmatize or demystify that sort of thing, yeah. it's probably all the all the better. Um, yeah. 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 I, think, I, think it's come, I, think it's, I think it has probably come a long way here. 
do you think that probably the business model of how healthcare probably is is probably what causes people to really get territorial like that? Just kind of want your input. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's unfortunate that you know ever since Obamacare came into play, you know, our, our reimbursement rates have just declined year after year after year. So our reimbursement rates, you know, are, are, are have been getting worse and worse and worse. So people are making less money. So people are getting desperate and they really need to change their mindset of the only way you can combat that is volume. You know, if you're getting paid less, you know, for your hot dogs, you need to sell more hot dogs, you know, because people may not pay more. They may not pay $20 for a hot dog. <laughs> They'll pay $5 for a hot dog. Well, guess what? You're going to have to sell 250 hot dogs a day then to make the money that you made before, you know, and, and, that goes with patients. You know, we, you know, in my office, you know, before COVID, you know, we were seeing anywhere from 1,200 to 1,600 patients uh, a month, you know, so that's, you know, we've been seeing over 1,200 uh, or 12,000 to 16,000 patients a year. I have a, lar I have a large facility, so we're able to, to see that volume. But I had to make a conscious decision, you know, years ago, and, and also, it was just a natural progression of my practice. My practice was growing. And I didn't have enough room. I didn't have time to treat everybody. So I had to, have, I had to keep expanding and expanding. <clears throat> and just fortunately, that expansion in itself opened my mind to having these other opportunities. And if you're going to be closed-minded and you're going to be constrictive, you're going to limit yourself. And you, you know, from a business perspective, you're going to limit yourself from a practitioner perspective, because you're going to see less and less people. And, you know, I, I always get back to this, that the greatest good is for the greatest number of people. So the more people you can see, the more people you can help, you're doing a better job. So, you know, I hope that, 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 you know, practitioners can see podcasts like this and maybe open their minds and talk to other practitioners and, realize what all the benefits we have put our egos aside we all have a place that's why we're there that's why we, we all have licenses we all can benefit our patients why not do it together as a team you know we're stronger together than we are apart so you know it just makes perfect sense to me but not everybody kind of follows that you know well, that it just makes perfect well, it makes, it makes perfect sense to me because this is part of the reason why I do this podcast, too, because I'm full aware of what my limitations are as a trainer. Right, right. You know, I, can't, I can't really speak with a lot of authority on some areas and that mm -hmm. people need some additional help with. And so yeah. if I have a connection, like if I think someone can benefit from a um, massage therapist or something like that, well, I know somebody. I send you yeah. her way. Yeah. She's very good. I, I've had her sessions before. She's very good. I think you would benefit from this. And so the, you know, the cumulative effect of seeing me, seeing your doctor, of course, and seeing the, the manual therapist, yeah. will, will, will uh, be all the better for you. As a, totally. As a person, totally. You know? so, so, Jeff, uh, Dr. Fisher, you, uh, you've already done quite a bit. You've been in this game for a long time. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've accomplished quite a lot. So what's on your radar now? What's on the horizon? Where are you going next? Well, we've got some exciting things happening uh, with with my Fisher Traction. <clears throat> we've only been selling it now for about three years on Amazon and our website. 
and we've already sold between 30 and 40,000 units, which is which has been really exciting. And we have some big opportunities that are coming up here soon where even more people will hopefully be exposed to it. Um, the practitioners will be able to purchase it from a wholesale level and then supply it to their patients. Um, so, you know, my, my wife and I, you know, I, I just turned 56. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting to be an old guy. And uh, our youngest son, Luke, <clears throat> is finishing up his Bachelor of Science in Biology at the University of St. Thomas in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And if all goes right, our prayers are answered. Luke is going to become a doctor of osteopathic medicine, which to me is a great profession <clears throat> because there's that marriage between <clears throat> medicine and chiropractic and nutrition from a holistic standpoint where hopefully someday soon Luke's going to take over my practice and uh, I'm going to get to retire. <laughs> so, so if our, if our stars keep aligning, um, right. we've got some exciting things coming up for our whole family, um, which will give us, my wife and I, more freedom to go do the things that we want to do, travel and have fun. So, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, I, just, I was just curious because like, some people like they have they have visions where they say, you know, well they, they have these devices and they have this practice. Like I see this being performed on professional teams as just being normalized, or in high school sports where you know, the therapeutic effect of these practices or these devices is recognized, and so yeah. we yeah. have we have less injuries with our high school athletes, particularly like very um, brutal contact sports like football. 100%. Injuries, are, injuries yeah. are common and things like that. So I was just kind of wondering, is that is that where you uh, plan on going with this, with uh, with your devices? Yeah. So without naming any names, um, okay. we've got a couple of professional athletes that have uh, purchased our Fisher Traction, used them, and done well. Um, we've got – so because I, I have a football background, um, I've always – felt that traction was hugely important for contact athletes, especially football players, because of the compression forces. Mm. You know, we're trying to get the head out of the tackling. There's still all these compression forces in the neck and the low back. And I have a traction unit, you know, one for the neck and one for the low back. And so what we've been doing is, because I, I, I work with a couple of the local high school football teams, and the players will come in, you know, during the week, during practices, you know, in between practices, and they'll get on my traction devices and they're recovering faster. So they're able to get back out on the playing field, you know, yeah. being able to play it at their maximum capacity, they're recovering quicker and easier. So there is a great application uh, uh, to, you know, gymnastics. I have, I have uh, uh, a, a couple of really, really high uh, elite uh, 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 gymnasts that are locally because there's a huge uh, gymnastics center down here in, in, in South Orange County. And, you know, because they, when they do their tumbles and they, mm. they, they land, you know, they're getting all these compression forces and they use our traction and they're getting incredible results. So, you know, the average person needs it because of gravity, but high performance elite athletes, they can benefit from it too. 
weightlifters, you know, powerlifters, uh, 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 you know, if you're doing squats and cleans and jerks and things like that, and you're just adding all that compression forces to your spine, you know, my, my Fisher Traction is a great device. It can help you recover in between. And I, I have, I have, I get videos sent to me uh, pretty frequently of, of guys and girls that are working out and they've hooked up their traction to their bars, mm -hmm. their weight racks. And so they have them in their facilities and they're, they're in between sets or after they're done working out, they're on their traction and they, they send us pictures and videos of it. You know, <laughs> That's which is really, yeah, it's really cool. cool. It's really cool. So uh, uh, you see people applying it to real world, uh, which is really neat, you know. Uh, makes, it makes you feel really good. Yeah. I've used that too because I will tell you, like a couple years ago, I had uh, I pulled a muscle in my low back yeah. and doing Olympic lifts. And yeah. that was not fun <laughs> yeah. At, yeah, at all. You know, it was just doing mundane things like getting in and out of my car. Because, you know, you get in your car, you got to lean over, yeah. sit down, you got to twist, twist over. And, you know, that would send a, a lightning bolt up my spine. Was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, but if, yeah, if you can do that sort of thing for people, you can kind of preemptively help them in between sets. Um, yeah. doing like, I, cause I done Olympic lifts and I know mm -hmm. that is demanding on, on your body and your spine, especially. Yeah. 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 All right. So, well, Dr. Fisher, we're going to start to wind down now. So what I like to ask people is kind of like a closing tradition um, because we talk about a lot for about an hour. So if you can have people walk away with one thing to remember, if it's only one thing, what would you say? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I would say that, you know, like we talked about before, you know, motion is life and life is motion. And, you know, there's not one thing that we should or could rely on. Like, like I use this analogy in my practice. I love chocolate cake. I love it. I can't eat it every day. I can't have that as my only meal every day. Mm -hmm. I've got to work some protein in there, <laughs> some vegetables and fruits, you know. And, and all of us need to kind of find what works for us the best. And that could be a combination of a lot of things. It could be, you know, without a doubt, like what I use myself, I use services just like you. You know, I've got my buddy Karif at EBS Performance of Fitness. I use him, you know, for my physical training. I, I have a great, you know, nutritional program where I'm, I'm kind of keto, almost all keto, but I do intermittent fasting. Um, I, I do my stretches, I do Pilates, you know, I'm working out, I get chiropractic care, I use physical therapy. So it's like I have, you know, my five tools that work best for me and people need to search and look and find whatever tools they can put in their tool bag that help them and what works best for them and keep the discipline to keep doing it. And when, when, you know, whenever you find your sweet spot, that combination of all those things, keep doing them so it helps with, you know, the longevity of your life and the quality of your life. Um, and and uh, uh, be open-minded to other opportunities that are out there. You know, my, my father told me many, many years ago, 
said, Jeff, only take advice from people that are more successful than you, or you have to pay for their advice. And that's a great, it's a great saying. And so I look at people that are in better shape than me, that are doing better than me. And I say, hey, what are you doing? What's, what's, your, what's your trick? What's your secret? And find those secrets for yourself and keep them and use them, you know, and pass them on, help others, you know. So I think that's a, you know, maybe a, gr- a good philosophy that, that I live by that, pe- that other people maybe should try too. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like my ideal picture would be, I think we, hopefully we can get one day get to the point where, you know, because not everyone can really have, not really has access to all those five areas that you had, but we can get to the point where a healthcare system will support people in getting those five different areas, like nutritionist, the chiropractor, the medical doctor, the physical therapist, what have you. Um, I, hopefully that day is coming. So I think now the industry is turning around is finding that if it does provide those services, then it's a real premium to people. So yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. 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 I agree. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Dr. Jeff Fisher, I thank you for coming on. Thanks for taking time out. Your Sunday is talk to me. No problem. Anytime, brother. Keep doing all the good work. We'll do. We'll do. And, uh, all of you out there listening, um, I will put contact information for Dr. Fisher in the show notes, as I always do. I'll put the website, the social media, that kind of thing. And uh, feel free to reach out to him if you are listening uh, right now. And uh, as far as myself goes, my contact information is always provided, the email address, the courses I put online that are meant to help with um, common deficits and strength and coordination, neuromuscular function, that sort of thing. You'll find that, of course, on there as well. And uh, until next time, everybody, oh, and if you can, if you did get value out of this episode or out of the show itself, please uh, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us along. It really does wonders for us to help uh, increase the visibility of the podcast and for interviews such as Dr. Fisher's. So thank you again. We'll see you next time, ladies and gentlemen, and move forever. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. No commitments, cancel anytime. Every little bit helps, and I'd sure love your support. Also, you can click any of the links to our social media platforms provided in the show notes, and you can email me at renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. That's ren, R-E-N, fitnesswarriors at gmail.com. If you got a fitness story to tell, I'd love to hear it. You never know, you might just find yourself on the show. Until next time, train hard. Peace.